Our next performer, next guest here tonight, her great-great-great-grandmother was the last person in Scotland burned at the stake for being a witch. They tried to kill the magic. They tried to stamp it out. They couldn't do it. They couldn't stamp it out. It's still here. Ran through that bloodline, and I am so proud, so happy to introduce to you today Miss Catherine McEwen. When I first moved to America, I realized pretty quickly that I could fool everyone into thinking that I'd grown up like the queen. <laughs> now, when people meet me, they want to believe that my life back in England had been like living on the set of sense and sensibility. <laughs> when in reality, where I grew up looked more like the set of The Wire... Now, the person responsible for this illusion is my mother. Raising five kids in a two-and-a-half-bedroom house next door to a gas station in a town voted worst place to live in the UK four years in a row, it's difficult at the best of times. But raising those five girls so that someday they might grow up and fool people into thinking that they were the queen, that is a monumental task. Now, the first obstacle that she faced was the issue of schooling. She obviously couldn't afford private schools, and she certainly wasn't going to send us to the local state schools. No, no, no. So there was only one option left available to her. She taught us herself at home. This, frankly, shocked and offended the community. Oh! So our schools aren't good enough for your kids then, Mrs. McEwen. You think your kids are too bleeding good for our schools, do ya? Frankly, my dear, yes, I do. Now, one of the primary functions of a good British private school is to grind that regional accent out of you. This task my mother also took upon herself, so we developed two accents. We had one for inside. Hello, mummy. Anything I can do to help with dinner? And then one for out on the street. All right, owl ass. What the hell are you looking at? You're looking at me, you're chewing a brick. Either way, you'll lose your teeth. You see, speaking posh in my neighborhood, didn't go down so well. Oh, just look at you. Who the hell do you think you are? You think you're so good, don't you? Get off your high horse. But get on our high horse we did with my mother dragging us, kicking and screaming behind her. You see, back then, I really didn't appreciate quite what my mother was doing for me. I hated being an outcast. I mean, I tried everything I could to fit in. I started smoking at 12. I couldn't wait to start smoking. It wasn't a question of if, it was a question of when. When the hell was someone going to offer me a bloody cigarette? 
But I'd barely lit that thing up. I mean, I hadn't even like exhaled my first puff. And whew, the word got back to my mother. Hey, 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 Mrs. McEwen, we saw your daughter smoking. Not so good now, are you? Maybe if you'd sent her to school, maybe she wouldn't be smoking. You ever think of that? At 15, I was caught shoplifting. At 17, I was arrested for drunk and disorderly, and by 18, I'd had 12 tattoos. But it didn't work. They weren't going to accept me because they could sniff me out as a fake. The same way that proper posh people in England, they see through all this, and they know I'm really as common as muck. So it wasn't until I moved here, America, the land of the free, that it really hit home just what my mother had given me. You see, I'd received a letter from my best friend from back home, the one I'd gone shoplifting with, smoked my first cigarette with, got my first tattoo with, and she was writing to me from her little council flat, telling me all about her three kids that she had by three different dads, and how this time she was going to kick out that lying, cheating, violent, abusive boyfriend once and for all, and get clean and sober and maybe even get it together and join me out here in the U.S. of A. And by the way, did your mother sell the house? My mother had sold a house. A few years ago, she finally saved up enough money and now it was her turn to fly the nest. She moved to the south of France, bought herself a nice big house in the country. And last time I visited her, I saw she was doing a pretty good job of fooling everyone into thinking that she'd also grown up just like the Queen. Just a few moments. Snap Judgment, live. Be right back. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.